Hi there, welcome to the Clark's Legal Law Bites podcast. In this episode, members of our data protection team discuss the important subject of data breaches and an organisation's obligations. So let's go. Hi, we are Melanie Pimenta and Amanda Glover, senior solicitors in the data protection team at Clark's Legal. Today we want to explain what data breaches are and an organisation's obligations in respect of reporting personal data breaches. The UK GDPR contains a duty on all organisations to report certain personal data breaches to the relevant authority. We'll be talking about what personal data breaches are, how these can be risk assessed and the obligations to report data breaches. It's an interesting time to pick up on this topic because the ICO is promoting a back-to-basics focus on data security. So it's an area where we've seen more guidance and also more enforcement action. So what is personal data? Personal data only includes information relating to natural persons who can be identified or who are identifiable directly from the information in question or can be indirectly identified from that information in combination with other information. The UK GDPR provides a non-exhaustive list of identifiers, including name, identification number, location data and an online identifier, for example, IP addresses and cookie identifiers. And what do we mean by a personal data breach? There are various types of data breaches A personal data breach means a breach of security leading to the accidental or unlawful destruction, loss, alteration, unauthorised disclosure of, or access to personal data. This includes breaches that are the result of both accidental and deliberate causes. A personal data breach can be broadly defined as a security incident that has affected the confidentiality, integrity or availability of personal data. They can include the following, access by an unauthorised third party, deliberate or accidental action or inaction by a controller or processor, sending personal data to an incorrect recipient, computing devices containing personal data being lost or stolen, alteration of personal data without permission, and loss of availability of personal data. And what has been the most common data breach that you have come across? Well, by far, it has to be human error, where individuals have sent emails containing personal data to the incorrect recipient. I think that this comes from where recipients can pop up or be autofilled when drafting an email, and individuals can quickly select the wrong recipient and send an email to them. I'd strongly suggest double-checking that all recipients are the intended recipients before sending emails. Another form of data breach, which may have developed since many individuals were working from home over the pandemic, is considering whether individuals who have been copied into emails actually need to be. It can be easy to copy in several individuals, but where personal data is shared, it is worth considering if each of these recipients requires access to this personal data and if not, limiting access to those who need to have access or to process the personal data. And that's the difficult thing about this area, isn't it? Because data breaches can come from so many different angles. I mean, cyber attacks are another one. So, for example, British Airways was fined £20 by the ICO for a data breach that was the result of a cyber attack. 
and more than 400,000 customers had their data stolen. So that was things like login details, travel bookings and card payment details, as well as name and address information. An investigation identified that security measures such as multi-factor authentication were not in place at the time. And another example is the ICO's fine against a criminal law firm, Tucker Solicitors LLP, after a ransomware attack on their systems. And again, the ICO highlighted security deficiencies like lack of multi-factor authentication, court bundles being stored in an unencrypted format. In that case, over 900,000 files were encrypted in the attack and some of them were published on the dark web. So both cases really highlight the importance of investing in up-to-date security measures. I agree that it's really important. So what would you advise someone to do if they have committed a data breach? Well, many organisations will have a data breach policy or procedures in place specifically detailing what to do if you've committed a data breach. But in general terms, you should document and report the data breach to your organisation's data protection officer or to a compliance officer. And that really needs to happen as soon as you discover that the breach has taken place, because the data controller only has a short time frame to report data breaches to the commissioner, if that's needed. You need to make sure all the key information is included when you're escalating a concern internally, because the breach will need to be risk assessed, as I'm sure we'll come on to. So that means giving details about time and date, nature of the breach, and when it was discovered. Yes, we would advise documenting details of the type of personal data that was compromised and if the breach remains ongoing, as well as confirming if any other third parties have been notified or involved. For example, if the matter had been reported to the police or a medical body or other third parties. So is there a particular time frame for breaches to be reported? Yes, so time frames depend on whether you're a processor or a controller. So data processors must report data breaches to the data controller without undue delay as soon as it becomes aware, which is a bit vague but basically means immediately. And there will probably be reporting procedures in their agreement which should also be followed. For controllers, the requirement is to report a notifiable breach to the ICO without undue delay but no later than 72 hours after becoming aware of it. And again, whether a breach is notifiable will depend on the risk assessment. The ICO recognises it will not always be possible to investigate a breach fully within 72 hours to understand what has happened. However, if it meets the threshold to report it, then it should be reported, and further information can be provided to the ICO at a later stage. If you take longer than 72 hours to report a breach to the ICO, you have to give reasons for the delay. And it's probably also worth saying that if you're the person who discovered the breach or caused it, it's not for you to tell the data subjects or make a report to the ICO. That's the decision for the DPO and the data controller. Your part is escalating the information we discussed to the right people and doing that quickly so they can then make a risk assessment. That's really helpful. So how should a data breach be risk assessed? Okay, well there are a couple of points to remember from the outset. It's a case-by-case -case assessment, so having as much information as possible, as quickly as possible, is absolutely crucial, because there isn't a one-size-fits-all approach. The second thing to say, if you're the DPO or compliance officer, or whoever else is involved in doing the risk assessment, keep a record. Make notes on the decisions you come to and the reasoning behind it. 
You want to have that to comply with the accountability principle and to show the ICO if you're ever challenged on it. So the factors a DPO will need to consider are one, is there actually a breach? It might sound obvious, but it's good to double check. It's better to have a culture of escalation where people report any initial concerns. But especially in a human error situation, it might be that there isn't actually a breach because that extra person on the email was entitled to see the information, for example. Or maybe it wasn't actually personal data. So do double check this. Then, second thing to consider is once it's clear that there's been a data breach, it's then a question of how serious the breach is. Here we're thinking about the risk of harm to the rights and freedoms of the data subjects as a result of the data breach. So in particular, think about the following. Has any lost data been located? Was the data sent to a trusted recipient? Have you asked the recipient to return the data or securely dispose of it? Have steps been taken to confirm the recipient has returned or securely disposed of the data? Did the recipient proactively contact you to advise you of the breach? And was the data encrypted or password protected or now beyond use? The final factor a DPO will need to consider should be if the risk to the data subjects was mitigated, which is part of understanding the extent of a potential harm. If the answer, if the answer to this is no, then it's likely that the breach will need to be reported to the commissioner. However, this remains the decision of the controller. There can be situations where it's decided that the risks of harm are low or mitigated, and so the incident is not notifiable. But as I said, a written record should still be made to include what had happened, the effects of the breach, remedial actions taken, and the reasons for not reporting the breach. I can see that recording a written record will be particularly important if new information came to light, which could affect the circumstances of this breach. It means that if you would then need to reassess the risk and consider whether it becomes reportable at that point. Did you hear about the government being fined £500,000 for New Year Honours data breach in 2019? The government had mistakenly shared the postal addresses of more than 1,000 New Year Honours recipients online for people receiving New Year's Honours for 2020. The data was online for 2 hours and 21 minutes and was accessed 3,872 times. Celebrities such as Sir Elton John, Gabby Logan and Ben Stokes were amongst those affected. This case highlights the importance of ensuring that all staff receive information management training to understand internal procedures and ensure that appropriate safeguards are in place to protect the data. So, what are appropriate safeguards and does the UK GDPR require us to take any other steps in response to a breach? Appropriate safeguards are essentially measures taken to protect personal data or information. So it's a term that's used throughout UK GDPR which can include international data transfer agreements, cyber security measures, using an approved code of conduct, a range of things. And there are both proactive and reactive steps for organisations to take. On the reactive side, you should ensure that you record all breaches, regardless of whether they need to be reported to the ICO. And as with any security incident, you should investigate whether the breach was caused by human error or a systemic issue and see how a recurrence can be prevented. On the proactive side, the ICO has issued guidance on a number of points that organisations should be covering. So that's things like mandatory data protection induction and refresher training, 
making sure employees are properly supported and supervised until they are proficient in their role, which of course may need rethinking for a hybrid work context. It also includes implementing a culture of trust, so employees should feel able to report breaches and incidents of near misses, and policies and procedures need to support that goal. And finally, it's things like technical and organisational measures. So this can include restricting access and auditing systems, or disabling autofill and setting up a recall reminder after sending emails in case you spot that the email has been sent to an incorrect recipient. It could also include working to a principle of check twice, send once. The ICO has also published separate ransomware guidance, which is a checklist for organisations to follow to make sure they have sufficient security protections in place against ransomware attacks. And the guidance focuses on two key requirements. The first is technical controls to minimise the risk of an attack. So that's things such as the use of multi-factor authentication, classification of data and testing of systems. And secondly, policies and procedures to prevent and or react to such, such attacks. So that's ensuring suitable policies are in place, as well as incident response plans, disaster recovery and business continuity plans, and adequate staff training. As expected, the guidance strongly advises against paying ransoms, as there's no guarantee that the data will be returned, and doing so may result in further attacks if the organisation is known as a paying party. So overall, the key take-home points are to Firstly, ensure that you document and report data breaches and near misses as soon as you become aware of these. Next, understand your obligations if you are the processor or controller. As a controller, assess data breaches to determine if these need to be reported to the ICO within 72 hours of becoming aware of the breach and ensure that any justifications to not report are documented. Yes, and to ensure that steps are, are implemented within organisations to avoid a reoccurrence and embed a culture of trust where staff are able to report breaches or near misses. If your organisation needs support with anything we've mentioned here today, you can contact our data protection team via email at contact at clarkslegal.com or find us via our website clarkslegal.com. Thank you for listening to this podcast.